Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. All right, hey everyone, it's Ben again, and we have another uh, episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast for you today. <laughs> and Jamie, so we record this. Uh, what are you laughing about? <laughs> we record this on Google Hangout, and Jamie is making a silly faces. <laughs> yeah, he's making silly faces. Uh, anyway, so uh, I guess we know Jamie's here because he's over there being a goofball. So how are you, Jamie? I'm being a goofball. I'm glad. I'm glad That's to be cool. back. Hey, we haven't recorded for a few weeks. What is up with that? We need to get in gear. Yeah. Uh, oh, you've it. been busy. You've been busy building. Yeah, we both uh, have. Yeah, getting more students in Vendera Vocal Academy. Yeah, actually, that's what it's all about. Um, Absolutely. The more members we can get, the more good singers there are out there. The more uh, good music there is. And actually, before we even jump into our topic for the day, it's something I wanted to mention. Um, sometimes people ask sort of indirectly or even just directly like why do you and Jamie do this and my answer to that is I think about the some of the singers who inspire me so I'm really I really like the band Red Jumpsuit Apparatus probably my current favorite well my all-time favorite band and then Muse and then um, I actually just recently got into Disturbed and a lot of these singers are freaking amazingly good like wow and I remember when I first started getting into singing, it was two songs that really made me decide to pursue singing. And these two songs, the singers, were they just inspired me. They lit a fire in me. It was that uh, it, just, it just developed my passion. It made me really want to do this. And it was these couple of songs from these two singers. And there are many very well-known singers um, out there. And many of us draw inspiration from them. Um, a lot of people like, you know, Whitney Houston or Celine Dion or Beyonce. And I actually have a playlist of some of my favorite female singers. But my point is, these musicians, these singers stuck to singing. And they got so good and worked so hard for so long that they now inspire millions of people all around the world all the time. So why do Jamie and I do this? Well, my answer to that is, is you could be our listener. You could be the next big singer who inspires millions with your music. If you listen to our podcast intro, that's something I mentioned. Um, Jamie and I want you to be the next, whoever your favorite singer is, the, the, the one who draws inspiration, who encourages people to go after their dreams. That's what we, that's what we want for you. And that's, uh, that's why we do this. Dude, I'm just trying to think about what today's com uh, topic is. <laughs> I totally forget. Oh, so, yeah. No, actually, it ties into what you're talking about. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's go ahead and go for it. What do you have um, for today? What I have? Okay. Well, uh, it's, it's now that you mentioned that, we'll jump onto this. Uh, is no singing better than bad singing? I actually heard this. On Be a nice, film. Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say where I heard it or who I heard it from, but a established um coach with a degree from a, a very uh, esteemed college saying no singing's better than bad singing 
Oh my Lord, I could never, ever, ever imagine saying that to a singer. You know, uh, I remember having a talk with one of my vocal coaches, Jim Gillette, and actually we kind of wrote this story out in a book that will eventually release based on uh, his vocal power um, CDs from way back in the day. But he said, you know, he loved to sing. He joined a band, got out in a bar band, and they were playing this club. And the owner was a woman. And uh, her husband was there, really liked Jim, liked the band, said the band was phenomenal. Jim, after the gig, said, you know what? You're a good guy, but you really suck. <laughs> he said, wow. you really need vocal lessons. You cannot carry a tune, blah, 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 blah. So Jim had found two opera coaches that were in their like late 80s, early 90s, and he literally took lessons with them for like six months. I forget how many times a week, but he, um, since he didn't really have anything to do except school and everything, he practiced 10 to 12 hours a day. He was hardly getting any sleep. So I'm sure part of this was over the summer too. But uh, practice for six months till it came to a point when his opera coaches said, look, there's nothing else we can teach you. You've done saying higher and lower than we ever thought you could. But he went from, you know, a bar owner saying, you suck, you definitely need lessons to be in, you know, having a phenomenal range and amazing power. So, you know, singing is supposed to bring you joy, you know, and, and for a coach to ever say, you know, well, you sound bad, so it's better off if you don't sing. And this is, this is actually a thing that goes on in choirs. And I remember this being uh, in high school. Well, I wasn't really in high school choir, so I can't lie. Uh, I quit because of this. One of you, This was one of the reasons. Uh, I didn't really care for the choir director. Not that he was a bad man, but I just heard things. And a lot of people join choir, and it's like, okay, well, you shut up, you shut up, you shut up. You guys don't sing because you're souring the overall choir. You can stand there and mouth the words, but don't sing. How are you ever going to improve if you are shot down mentally and told by somebody you look up to to coach you and guide you that no singing is better than bad singing, just shut up and stand there. Let everyone around you sing and just look pretty and don't worry about it. That just blows my mind. I've yeah. said enough. <laughs> Go for you know, it. It's your turn. It's, yeah. I mean, so there are many reasons someone could say that. Number, I mean, they could have had a bad day. They could not really like their job. They could have, you know, there are a bunch of reasons people would say stuff like that that don't really actually have to do with the singer. So if you receive criticism like that, it doesn't necessarily actually mean the words that they said. They don't necessarily mean you're a bad singer. They could just be, you know, they could be jealous. They could have, they could have the false belief that you either have it or you don't. They could think that singing is a talent and because you're not naturally talented, you can never be any good, which that's a uh, topic we talk about in episode number two of the podcast. Singing is not talent. It's skill. Um, but there are many reasons people could say stuff like that. And you just kind of have to, you know, let it slide off your back. But the, the I think the main point you're making here, Jamie, is as coaches and teachers, it's that's not a constructive thing to say. Like, not only does it like negatively impact people, the people who you're supposed to be helping, but it's also just not true. It, for you to say no singing is better than bad singing. Well, how do you get good? Like you start out bad. That's what you do. Um, and then you learn and you get better. Like if if you if no one ever did anything 
because they started out bad at it. We wouldn't have, like, there wouldn't be computers. We wouldn't have electricity. We wouldn't have light bulbs. We wouldn't have cars. We wouldn't have freaking physics. We wouldn't have... So it, that's just nonsense. And so for that reason, I'm going to sound like a broken record here. Singers, you have to be very careful who you listen to for advice um, because some people are wrong and they don't know it or they are wrong and they do know it and they're just being malicious. So you have to kind of be very careful about who you listen to. And part of our goal with this podcast is to give you good, helpful, constructive information, not shut you down and tell you things that are harmful. Well, you know, um, it works both ways. But before I go on, do realize that we do not agree with that. Any singing is better. You know, even if you haven't really got your technique, you're trying to figure it out. Now, I can understand some coaches be like, well, oh, my gosh, they're trying to sing high and they're using bad technique and they're destroying their voice. Well, you have to gauge yourself. Do you do you sing and then 20 minutes later you lose your voice? You can't talk for a couple of days. Then if that's the situation, yes, there's an issue and you need to get a coach so you can learn technique. But just because somebody says you're not pleasing doesn't mean you should give up. You know, if you love to sing and it makes you happy, that's what you want to do. Now on the other end of the spectrum, I've also seen the people who get LSD lead singers disease. And, you know, and they start out and they're okay, you know, starting a high school band. I was okay, but I got a lot of praise back then. And it probably even went to my head a little bit. And, and I remember, it's funny, I mentioned the story about Jim. I remember playing in this bar called Southern Fever. And I was a senior at the time. We were playing Wednesday through Saturday. And uh, there, were, there was a man and a woman, a husband and wife were there. And the woman, she followed me everywhere uh, because she was a singer. She used to be in a band called Angora. And I can't remember her name. Uh, she's like, oh, you're great. You're great. Well, of course I sound great. Everybody's drunk. <laughs> you know, you get better as they get drunk. But I remember her husband came to me one night and said, you know, Jamie, my wife thinks the world of you. You do have a really good voice, but I don't want to sugarcoat it like she does. I'm just telling you, if you want to get better, you should get voice lessons. And he said it in a very constructive way. And that was kind of what stuck to me right then. And I had like one or two little lessons that don't really count uh, then. But that's probably when it planted the seed for me to move to MI and thought, you know, I got to get it. But I even see singers now and I work with singers are like, ah, I don't practice unless we do a gig and, you know, I'm a natural. I don't need to warm up and da, 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 da. You're not going to get better. The only way to get better is to practice and work hard at anything that you do, you know, whether you play piano or, or you know, if you're a writer, uh, the only way to get better is to practice. My favorite thing, uh, and I say favorite sarcastically, my favorite thing about some singers is the, oh, I don't practice. I don't take lessons. I don't need to do that. That's not a badge of honor. That's not a good thing. What, if you say, I don't practice, or I don't take lessons, or I don't learn, do you know what that means? That means you're not doing as well as you could. So who would go out into the street and say, hey, everyone, I'm doing something, and I'm not doing it as good as I could, and you should congratulate me for it. Like, how is that, how is that even a reasonable thing to say? If it's something you love, if it's something you take seriously, shouldn't you just do your best, like, every time like do your best at, in every way like that's that's what it's about like it's 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 cool to go on stage and be recognized and people clap for you and whatever but i mean for me it's more about the i'm getting better and i know it and it's sort of personally satisfying not so much necessarily just the external um you know the external acknowledgement 
Um, so if someone says, if you think that, oh, I don't need to practice, well, you probably aren't listening to this podcast because we probably scared you off a long time ago, uh, <laughs> or I don't need to learn, that is 100% wrong. Um, and sound like a broken record again, but think of the best people in any field, the best singers, the best actors, the best business people, the best anything, um, the best runners, the best everything. The best people learn all the time. The people who are worst usually don't, and that's a clue. You know, my son was uh, just down at the Carolina Rebellion. It was like a three-day festival. He's a big Avenged Sevenfold fan, but he watched Alter Bridge, and he said, you know, he was probably the best singer there that I saw. And Miles, got to give Miles cred. Of course, he, he studied, so he has good technique, but he, he's the perfect example. Between Alter Bridge and Slash and working on his solo album, he is consistent. He stays singing because a lot of people, and I've heard this, like, oh, I'm saving my notes. You know, I, I don't want to see, I, I don't want to sing as much, talk out on tour because, um, you know, I want to keep it in that sweet spot. Oh my God, that's like saying, you know what? I'm, I'm getting ready to go to a bodybuilding contest, but I'm not going to work out in the gym for a couple months because I want my, you know, I want my muscles to stay, stay right where they are. You know, you have these muscles in your throat. Um, you know, we're not going to get into the science of that, but we will sometime. We'll eventually do a, a podcast on that for all you uh, geeky nerds like me who <laughs> want to know right. a little bit about it. But for now, you know, know that if you don't sing every day, you uh you know you're going to get sloppy you're going to get lazy and when i was younger uh i was my own critic i self-gauged everything i you know back in the 80s when you didn't have mp3s and you just had jam boxes and blank cassette tapes i'd record myself singing along to def leppard or rick springfield or ready for the world and i would i would compare it and see how it sounded and that's what i love about vendera vocal academy we do the same thing i do the critiques and we have a lot of singers who every month uh the same singers will submit a song and I love it because I could hear how they are improving and I'm, I'm hoping if they figured it out by now surely they have if not now they know they're listening to this podcast I'm trying to train my VVA members our VVA members to learn to be almost their own vocal coach to be a self-critic to pay attention to the nuances so that they can grow and re-record themselves and compare uh, how they sound now to how they sounded last month that's a whole other topic to talk about, but uh, yeah. actually, real quick, I want to... Um, so you mentioned critiques. So for those who are not familiar, um, Jamie and I have the Vendera Vocal Academy, and it's uh, our online training school um, where we teach people vocal technique. And we have um, at least once a month a group, a live group training session where Jamie and I get on for an hour or so and talk to a bunch of singers all over the world. Um, and, you know, we do exercises, demonstrations, a bunch of stuff. But another thing that um, is a part of the academy is the critiques. And so the way critiques work is um, singers can send in an audio clip to Jamie and then Jamie will listen to it and give you his feedback. So if you have any questions um, about, hey, how do I perform this part? Or I'm having a little trouble with this note or whatever. You send that in and then Jamie will write your response. And he's very busy, has a lot of students all over the place. He's writing books, um, he's doing lessons. So he doesn't have too much time to do that stuff, um, but he does put it in his schedule. He makes time in his schedule to do these critiques. 
And then your critique, you can either get it privately. So Jamie will just send it only to you and you're the only one who sees it, you and Jamie. I don't even look at those, by the way. It's just you and Jamie. Um, or you can choose to uh, allow your critique to be shared. And so if you do that, then Jamie will upload it to the critique library in the Vendera Vocal Academy. And all Vendera Vocal Academy members can listen to your audio clip and read Jamie's remarks um, about how you performed or answer your questions. And so over time, the critique library, how many, I don't know, we have a, a close to 100, I imagine. I would say at least. Okay, uh, different critiques. And a lot of them are from the same singers. So if you want to, you can go back and listen to two or three or four or five critiques for all from the same singer and hear how they've grown over time. Um, and you also get to learn from other singers, hear their voices, see what they're doing differently, see if they have similar um, you know, challenges to you. And it's an incredible learning tool. So that's one of the uh, things that we have in the Vendera Vocal Academy. Jamie and I also recently added the Motivated Vocalist newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter Jamie and I write, and we send it out to Vendera Vocal Academy members. And the, the idea behind the newsletter is to um, give you vocal tips and kind of help you stay on the path of being a singer, because there are a lot of people, there are a lot of influences that are not constructive or that try to shut you down. For example, bad advice you hear on the internet, such as no singing is better than bad singing. <laughs> um, so our our um, our goal with this newsletter is to keep you motivated and keep you in action. And then I wanted to share just, so Jamie mentioned earlier, you mentioned the no singing is better than bad singing. I wanna share a couple of other pieces of questionable <laughs> advice that I've heard over over time. So one of them is for people who are learning how to scream. Um, screaming is can be difficult to pick up, and if your vocal technique isn't already there normally, it makes it even more difficult, but often you'll find videos on YouTube or just hear from people on the internet that when you're learning to scream, it's okay if you lose your voice for a day or two, or it's okay if you spit up a little blood or taste a little blood. Okay, that's also false. That's not what should happen. Um, that I've also heard, hey, if you wanna sing higher, all you need to do is push more air through so the, the note comes out. Like, eh, no, that's also wrong. Like, why, okay, this is probably one of my number one complaints with people on the internet, period is that they say things that they don't they don't know what they're talking about. Like, I think in one of our previous episodes, um, or I don't know uh, what the order is I'm going to release these, but we talked about one vocal coach saying warm-ups are nonsense and don't bother with them. At the risk of sounding self-serving, um, I will say, you know, Jamie and I do our best to give you accurate information. And that's our goal here. I'm not trying to say you should only listen to us. I'm saying you have to be very, very careful of who you listen to for advice about everything, which that's another thing I say quite a bit. Jamie, do you have anything? No, uh, well, we'll probably do another topic on this, but you're right, because I have three main vocal coaches and I use yeah. probably three or four others. And um, it's just staying focused i had something on my brain but it slipped my mind it must have been a lie <laughs> oh i know what it was uh you mentioned it was so funny because i was like jamie's out there in space there was a listener's probably thinking man they're not they're not with it today no you were talking and you mentioned the grit and i was like and i was just thinking man we need to do a full podcast on that and we'll call it something like is gritty 
what rhymes with gritty? That's bad. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Is gritty uh, bad for your voice? Uh, no, and no, it's not. We'll, we'll touch on that. So there, there are a lot of these fallacies that we do want to dispel and make sure that you're taken care of. Yeah. But bottom line is um, don't think that if you feel that your voice isn't good enough, uh, then strive to make it better. Don't listen yeah. to someone that says, shut up, don't sing. On the on the topic of grit, actually. So that's sort of become my thing now. Whenever I hear someone singing with grit or screaming, um, I actually <laughs> listen something like that. <laughs> I actually <laughs> listen really closely to is there vocal technique there? Like, so I hear uh, some singers when they go really high, they have sort of a gritty sound or they add a scream to it. And then I think, okay, is this person doing this every time they go high or are they able to do this clean too? Yeah. And I hear for some singers, it's gritty and screamy every time they go up there, which that's kind of a clue that they might not be doing this just right. Mm -hmm. Um, you should be able to do it clean or gritty. And and then also, whenever whenever I hear them singing without grit, does it sound like they're hoarse? Does it sound like they're, you know, they have some kind of calluses or something or scars on their vocal cords? And um, as you listen to more and more people, it, it, it can be a little tough to tell that, but as you listen to more and more people and learn more and more about vocal technique, you, you can, you can kind of sort of tell. Now, you whenever... know, you're going off about this, Ben, and... Um... You're going to make us just record another podcast based on grit here in a minute instead of waiting, uh, because this is the perfect <laughs> fodder for uh, another podcast. Yeah, I, I, I have a tendency to just run on and on. So uh, do we just want to call this one? We want to move on to the next Yeah, let's one. call this one, because you know what? I think we're going to hop right from this one and record another podcast talking about grit. So yep, hey, we'll do that. you just wait about a week, or maybe they're already out. If they're already out, you can jump right over to the next podcast. Of course, Ben yep. will be like, that's not the order now, but now we got to make it that order. You know, I think We're I'm just going to mix grit. it up. <laughs> I'm going to put the yeah. grit one like four episodes after this one. <laughs> not really. Um, that way they have to stick around. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. So moral of the story, although we jump around topics a lot, be careful who you listen to. Um, and if, even if it's some coach or someone who you perceive to be a vocal authority, you have to evaluate each of their statements individually and determine whether or not that that's a good Thing to listen to um, if it's someone who you believe is authoritative on singing and then they say something like no singing is better than bad singing that should probably call into question whether or not you should even listen to that person in the first place because that's that's wrong like so just just be careful be skeptical um, and and don't let anyone tell you you cannot um, I quick story before we wrap up here um, I went to I was in the military and I went to boot camp, lost my voice. My sing my singing rage was a major third. And after losing my voice from uh, all the yelling that they have you do in boot camp. And so I just did a bunch of stretching exercises, massage, you know, my neck, my face, uh, hummed gently. And then after a little bit of that, um, I don't know, 20 minutes even, I went in the shower. Uh, I had gotten back up to about an octave. Um, of, of usable range. 
even after just losing my voice. And when I was in high school, I was the drum major in boot camp. And it was actually quite a long time before I learned proper technique um, for singing. And I have lost my voice many times in the past. And I actually have been diagnosed with sulcus vocalis, which is scarring on the vocal uh, vocal cords. Um, and I've gotten the scope down my nose and you know the camera and they look at it. And it's confirmed I have vocal injuries. And I'm here to tell you that even if you have had vocal injuries, you can still recover and you can still perform very well and you can still um, get your voice where you want it to be. So don't let someone tell you bad singing is better than no singing. Don't let someone tell you um, you either have it or you don't. Don't let someone tell you, oh, well, you know, you've hurt your voice, you've lost your voice, you're never going to sing well. That's wrong, period. Um, so even if you're thinking any of that to yourself, those are not helpful and they're not true. You can do it, whether you're young or old, whether you've lost your voice in the past, male or female, doesn't matter. What matters is, do you want it? Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna stick to it? Are you gonna learn? That's what matters and you can. So uh, <laughs> I tend to go a little motivational speaker sometimes, but just the physiological reality, unless you've had like super major massive vocal issues or some kind of birth defect um, or some kind of weird genetic problem, you can do it unless you've had some crazy stuff, you know, go on. So, uh, yeah, even if you think you're a bad singer, good news, you don't have to think that. And also it can be false because you can teach yourself, you can learn. And that's what we're here for. We're here to help you. All right, so now go practice, bad singers, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go practice now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going right. now. I feel guilty. <laughs> All right, singers. Well, we will wrap this one up, and we will see yep. you here shortly in another Sing Better Fast podcast. Take care. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com.